Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have just entered a new realm of relaxation. This is Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, the newest Disney Vacation Club resort. This place is fantastic, like something straight out of upstate New York. Get the picture? You get a kitchen and a whole lot of room. You could fit up to 12 people in some of these suites. <laughs> Yow! In the middle of it all, High Rock Spring, a magnificent waterfall winding its way through giant rocks and boulders to the clear waters below. Four! The Lake Buena Vista Golf Course meanders right through this pastoral landscape. Disney's new Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa holds a lot of sweet little secrets. I'm ready to enjoy them all. <laughs> wow, welcome back, Greg. <laughs> we hope you really enjoy this episode of That Park Life Podcast. I feel like they got this guy who sounds like he's a surfer or something. Yeah, he did have I a little really bit of like... something more sophisticated. Yeah, he had a little California relax to his voice. Yeah. But he he went for it. You got to give him that. He he put in the work for that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone listened to like the whole thing. Because if you just listened to the first part of that promo, it's like, we need to turn this off. This is not kid-friendly. <laughs> Um, anyway, welcome back to that Park Life Podcast, everyone. We are finally here with another resort rundown. Yes. It's been a while. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, so oops. hanging out here with my boy, Greg. How are you, Greg? That's me. I'm excellent. I am excited to talk about Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort. Of all of the resorts that we've talked about, this is the one that I've spent most time at. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Bailey Tower is my favorite, but I haven't spent as much time there because, you know, some yeah. some resorts are harder to stay at than others and, and whatever. And we visit this one quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, and you might be thinking, weren't you guys going in chronological order? And yeah, we were. But then we realized we forgot about this one. Oops. So we're taking a little step back, but we still got all the the fun stuff for you. We were just horsing around. See, that might not make sense now. But it will when we start talking about this resort. But it will when we start. Yes. As typical with a resort rundown episode, Beth will kick us off with some um, history, some statistics, construction, 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 construction information. And I'll talk about um, like the rooms and what's available at the resort, the different sections and views, what's worth it, what's not, some pros, some cons, some pro tips some um some other fun things i have quite a few fun facts um i was able to unearth a um, disney publication from 2005 that actually happened to come out to celebrate the opening of saratoga springs so i got a couple of things from there and uh, just some other things that i have come to know and learn and love about saratoga springs don't ask me about the spa the disney uh disney saratoga springs resort all right are we ready to jump into it yeah Got lots of fun facts today. Um, hope you guys are buckled up so you can keep up with the whole evolution of this property because it's a lot. I was kind of like, okay, I'm having to go back and read this multiple times to get my head around it. But hopefully you don't fast forward because the reason why there's like this big story is because it used to be something that was very unique to Disney. So I'm excited for everyone oh, to yeah. learn the history of we're Saratoga. Gonna, we're going to talk about it. Yes. Okay. Because I'm going all the way back to the 60s. Oh. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> Okay, let's talk about what Disney officially says about it. Inspired by historic Saratoga Springs, a late 1800s New York retreat famous for its spas and horse racing, this charming Victorian-style resort hotel is nestled between rolling golf course greens and the shimmering Lake Buena Vista. Delight in stately studios and multi-bedroom villas, dazzling pools, and a spa! <laughs> Oops. Not anymore. Hashtag not anymore. Um, yeah, so that's kind of... What Disney says about it. I feel like that was a short one. Normally we get some really long things. Yeah. They're like, you get the point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to start out with the history here. I got some information from Wikipedia. There's a really good article uh, by Jim Corsi from allears.net. We're going to talk a lot about that. There's some good quotes in there. Uh, MyDVCPoints.com. There's an article by Chad Pennycuff in there. So we're going to use some of that as well. Oh, shout out with, to uh, Chad. I was a guest on his podcast a few years ago. Yes. yes. Um, and also... Some of that was from his podcast where he had a guest, Brian Reed, on, uh -huh. who was a Disney cast member. So we got a lot of stuff from that uh, for today's episode. Ooh, okay. All right. So stick with me here, okay? <laughs> so in the late 1960s, Disney created two improvement districts. Those two things were Reedy Creek and then Lake Buena Vista Improvements District. Uh, these basically allowed for Disney to have complete 
control of their zoning, their permitting, and um, construction on all of the property. So uh, Lake Buena Vista was initially intended to be a residential zone, and they wanted to divide it into four different themes. So they were going to have a golf theme, um, a boating theme, a tennis theme, and then a Western community theme, which was aimed for retirees, because hashtag Florida. Um, by May of 1974, several of the townhomes had been built, and the Lake Buena Vista shopping village had broken ground. So the shopping village is actually now the marketplace section of Disney Springs. Um, the developers envision like single family homes, condominiums, and like apartment complexes in the area. But Disney's main issue with all of these residential things, um, was that if they had a bunch of residents living there, they were going to actually have to give voting rights to those residents because that's the law. Mm -hmm. So to make sure that they kind of kept total control over all of the development, that's when they like converted everything into vacation villas. Mm. <clears throat> So in 19, so that was like May, 1974, fast forward to March of 1975, the Lake Buena Vista shopping village opened. And then October of 1975, there were 60 treehouse vacation villas, um, that opened for rent. Treehouse vacation villas. I want to make sure everyone heard that treehouse treehouse. vacation villas. I don't really understand what those look like. I mean, in my head, I know what it looks like. They're but... these big octagonal structures lifted about 10 yeah. to 15 feet off the ground as if to resemble a treehouse. Treehouse. Yeah. Uh, the early 1980s, formal, the former residential homes were transformed into a hotel resort and then construction of the original Walt Disney World Conference Center began. Um, in 1995, the resort opened the Disney Village Resort. Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village is then also renamed Walt Disney World Village. They really liked the word village back mm-hmm. then. Disney Village Resort and then Walt Disney World Village. Um, and those just kind of, everything sort of started being geared more towards vacationers. That was just kind of the gist of it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the villas at Disney Village Resort. They had vacation villas, which were one and two bedroom units. They had fairway villas, which were townhomes overlooking Lake Buena Vista Golf Course. And those were open from 78 to 2002. Hmm. They had Treehouse Village, as we talked about, were standalone three-bedroom structures designed to showcase energy-efficient building techniques. Um, They had the Club Lake Villas, which were for convention attendees. And then they had the Grand Vista Suites, which were single-family homes available for rent, formerly the four model homes of Lake Buena Vista Residential District. So that was all, you know, like kind of into the 90s, like 95. So in 1996... The vacation villas at the Disney Village Resort were repurposed into classrooms and workspaces for the newly announced Disney Institute. So this is what took over that space after that. The Disney Institute was a huge facility for families, you know, and businesses basically to come in and rent, uh, rent like time and space to learn new skills from cast members. So the goal of the self, it was like the the goal there was like self-improvement while you're on vacation. That's kind of what they yeah, wanted to Yeah, they wanted to, do. to combine like education and entertainment mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Michael Eisner wanted to, he wanted the facility to offer like workshops that appealed to multiple generations and to kind of like help people learn new skills together. So the fee back then was $3,700 and that was for families or business professionals. They could come to the Institute, interact with cast members whose roles were to quote, teach and preach Disney's best practices and standards. Some of these workshops included golf lessons, cooking, gardening, arts and crafts, animation, photography. Um, back then they had like 80 workshops that were offered. Wow. Um, some of the facilities back then included like program studios, performance spaces. They had um, an 1,100-seat outdoor amphitheater, 400-seat cinema. Uh, they had a closed-circuit TV network. They had a radio station wow. called w- WALT. Um, they had a sports and fitness center, a full service spa, and then there was a Seasons, which was a restaurant featured, featuring a menu that rotated nightly. Wow. Oh, like, like Not the Seasons. Not to be confused with the, the Garden Grill that rotates. No. Uh, yeah, like the Seasons. So sadly, the, the Disney Institute was not very popular, probably because it was so expensive. Um, the attendance kind of started dwindling. So in 2003, the resort was closed, and then most of the vacation villas were demolished. Um. Back in 2002, that was when the Treehouse Villas were closed to the public because they were repurposed to house cast members in the college program. Not just any college program. The Disney College Program. The International, International college, college Program. Those are the ones that, that work at the uh, pavilions in Epcot. And they work other places yes. too, but a lot of times that's where they mostly yeah. work. 
Um, and so that was a big thing. Those were repurposed from November 2005 to January of 2008. The fitness center, spa, and the central building were renovated into the carriage house of Saratoga Springs. And so the Disney Institute now, like in 2000, they kind of shifted. They started focusing their programs um, from family-oriented workshops to more professional development for business professionals. And now the Disney Institute is still a thing. They offer 40 workshops in three-day or four, um, three-day or week-long packages, which range from like $429 to $1,300. And participants can take courses on-site at the Contemporary Resort, mm. or they can have cast members um, lead workshops at their businesses. So I think they can pay and have like Disney cast members come to them, which I feel like you'd be great at, Greg. Oh, maybe one day. So now we're fast forwarding. We're up to January of 2002. Disney announced that they had a plan to open a DVC resort on the former grounds of the Disney Institute. Um, They kind of kept it quiet for a while. Um, They didn't really like say the name or the theme for a while, but they eventually revealed that the resort would be, uh, would pay homage to the famous racetrack of Saratoga Springs in upstate New York. Um, Along with the theming back in Victorian times, the who's who of high society would essentially go to the racetracks. They would all flock there. And that's where like, you know, that's kind of like where you would go to see all the like top people. Yeah. That's where the rich people went with their big hats and they sat in the stands and bet on horses because they could afford betting. (laughs) That's right. And they also were known for natural springs. Mm. So kind of like random, but um, Saratoga Springs obviously is known for natural springs. Um, the theming of this resort includes things like a brown horse and jockey statue at the carriage house, the playing of horns every hour over resort speakers, uh, portraits of Disney horses in the children's area of the lobby, framed jockey uniforms by the Turf Club, horseshoe and jockeys uh, featured on lamps in non-renovated rooms. Um, at the artist palette, guests can enjoy the Saratoga chips, which is a nod to the rumor invention of the pa- potato chip. So let's take a side street here and talk about the potato chip. I did look up. There are many stories and many different like beliefs of where the potato chip was invented. Mm-hmm. But this is the story that they are talking about. And this is why there is a nod to the potato chip in the artist palette. The most popular potato. This is what I'm reading off of. Um, I think it was like history.com. But basically the most popular chip legend goes like this. One day in 1850, quote, one day in 1853, the shipping and railroad baron. Cornelius Vanderbilt was dining at Moon's Lake House. Disappointed by the fried potatoes he'd been served, he sent them back to the kitchen asking for a more thinly sliced one. George Crum, a famed chef of Native American and Black heritage, took umbrage at the re- at the request and in an I'll show him mood, sliced some potatoes as thin as he could, fried them to a crisp and served them to Vanderbilt. The crumbs, uh, to Crum's surprise, Vanderbilt loved them and the potato chip was born. This version of events eventually became so well established that in 1976, the American Heritage Magazine would uh, would dub Crum, also known as George Speck, the Edison of Greece. <laughs> the Edison of Greece. So basically, he was like trying to be like, "Why don't you have this dried up potato yeah. that I fried to death?" And then it was like the potato chip was born. This is a relevant thing because if you go to order anything, like that's the main side. I'm not even sure that they have French fries there. Don't don't quote me on that, everybody. But that's it. They have their Saratoga chips, and they call them the Saratoga chips. They're house made. They make them right there, and it's a big deal. Because of that story that you heard, because it is alleged that they were invented in Saratoga. Um, inspired by Saratoga Springs, although this resort didn't the resort didn't open until 2004, there has been inspiration in this area since Walt Disney World opened in 1971. One was the Majestic Train Station. It's an adaptation of one wa- that was in the city at the turn of the century and has greeted Disney theme park guests for over 40 years to remind them that they are on the East Coast. Saratoga Springs was established as a settlement in 1819 from a western portion of the town of Saratoga. Its principal community was incorporated as a village in 1826, and the entire region became a city in 1915. Tourism was greatly aided by the 1832 arrival of Saratoga and Schenectady Railroad. Yes, which hold on. Let's, thousands- let's clap at the correct pronunciation of <laughs> Schenectady. You. I've been to Schenectady, Schenectady, New York, but not Saratoga. Yes. Uh, It brought thousands of travelers to the famous Mineral Springs. Resort hotels developed around the area to accommodate that. So patronage of the railroad increased steadily after the Delaware and Hudson Canal Company assumed control in 1870 and began running the Empire State Express directly between New York City and the resort. Hmm. In 1863, the Saratoga Racecourse opened, moving to its current location the following year. Horse racing and its associated betting greatly increased the city's attraction as a tourist destination at the time when horse racing was a popular national spectator sport. 
In addition, the Saratoga Springs area was known for its gambling, which after the first year of the 20th century was illegal, uh, but it was still very widespread. Most gambling facilities were located on Saratoga Lake, which was on the south side uh, of the city. So by 1870, it was the nation's top upscale resort, relying on natural mineral springs, horse racing, gambling, and luxury hotels. Uh, World War II imposed uh, severe travel restrictions, which financially ruined the tourist industry there. Um, but Saratoga, the name reflects the presence of mineral springs in the area, which has made made it a popular resort destination for over 200 years. It's home to the Saratoga Race Course, a thoroughbred horse racing track, and Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is a music and dance venue. The city's official slogan is Health, History, and Horses. Ooh, the three so H's that we all know about. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some construction and stats next. It was built in three phases. This is the seventh DVC resort and the largest DVC resort is built on the former site of Disney Institute. As we talked about, uh, there are 65 acres designed by Graham Gund architects of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, they also did the Vero beach resort, which Greg has been to, and they did the celebration hotel in celebration, Florida. And then they also have done Disney's Coronado Springs. Mm. So. Um, the development manager for the project was Kevin Cumming, who was born and raised in Saratoga Springs, New York. So obviously he knew a little bit about it because he was born and raised there. The team, according to Tevin, Kevin, sorry, quote, went up and down the East Coast looking for different elements to be put to use for our buildings. Of course, the major part of the architecture is based on Saratoga, but we were very careful to use actual design elements, hmm. end quote. He also goes on to say, Quote, of course, I knew the history from growing up and going to school there, the local history and the history of the race course. It's not a racetrack. It's a race course. The oldest race course in the United States, going all the way back to 1863. In the 1920s and 30s, especially, Saratoga was the place for upper class this summer, and they all went during the racing season. It was known as the August Place. Saratoga Springs used to have more hotel rooms than any other U.S. destination. End quote. Wow. Um, yeah, he also helped to develop a binder with photos from the research trips that they took to the smallest details, like the awnings and stuff like that. They wanted everything to be accurate, hmm. which I feel like this is something we talked about in a lot of other, um, like hotels that, that we talked about, like where they have teams and they literally mm -hmm. just like, they go places, they visit, they take a ton of pictures. They try to get things as like accurate as they can. Uh, so street names such as Union Avenue and Broadway will be familiar with people who no Saratoga Springs. He wanted to see the names of the streets he grew up on included, um, but some of those didn't make the cut. Broadway did. If you've been on Saratoga property, Broadway is the road that takes you from that security kiosk in the front all the way out the back. Like it's the spine road of the whole thing. So yeah. Broadway is all over the place. There's another yeah. road called Avenue of the Pines, which I was curious mm -hmm. about. And sure enough, there's a real Avenue of the Pines up in mm -hmm. real Saratoga, New York. Yeah, they don't mention the actual name of the street that he grew up on. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to like be able to put that in there, but it just didn't make it. So um, it said, what most reminded Kevin of his hometown were the three towers. He says, quote, we have three different building types. We have three different tower designs on the guest room buildings. They're right at the entrances and they rise 70 feet into the air. Those elements really strike you. You'll see them all over Saratoga, even the colors, the blues, the greens, reds, and yellows, what we used to paint the buildings. The greatest homes in Saratoga Springs have those colors. Um, that's what really hit me, the colors of the buildings and the towers, no doubt about it. Hmm. Kevin was also instrumental in naming of the features, like the High Rock Spring Pool, um, after one of the actual healing springs, which was found in the city. Um, and apparently it was like a popular one that was frequented by U.S. presidents. Can we talk about that for a moment? Because yeah. when I when I saw some things about High Rock Spring, which is what he's talking about um, mm -hmm. there, I was like, well, like, what is the actual deal with that? So this goes back to the Battle of Saratoga. A little history for everybody here for a moment. Yeah. There was a battle I literally there. was like, I could have gone way back, yes. but I was like, I'm just going to start here yes. about the Battle of Saratoga. Yeah. There was this tradition that says Native Americans of the Saratoga region visited the springs as early as 1300. That's 1300. Yeah. This is the High Rock Spring that exists in actual Saratoga, New York. Um, to gain strength from the, quote, medicine spring of the Great Spirit. That's what the Native Americans yeah. thought it to be. Flash forward to the 1700s that we're kind of talking about now. A dude with a battle wound was carried into the town, drank from the spring, and then was able to walk a few days later. And that was the thing that, like, blew the lid off of this thing, mm -hmm. which wound up leading to presidents and whomever um, visiting town to see if they could get yeah. what is essentially, like, the Northeast 
version of the Fountain of Youth, basically, right, um, up right. here in Saratoga, New York. Yeah, that's why they call it, it the Healing Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a total of 18 villa buildings providing 828 vacation home units, which is 1,260 guest rooms, plus an additional 60 treehouse villas. The resort opened in four phases. Phase one was the four villa buildings in one section called Congress Park, which opened with 184 vacation home units, which was 280 guest rooms, and that was May 17th of 2004. Then phase two was eight villa buildings in two sections called the Springs and the Paddock. Started uh, Those opened in spring of 2005, and they eventually added 368 vacation home units, which was 560 guest rooms. Phase three was six villa building uh, buildings in two sections called the Carousel and the Grandstand, They completed the then final phase of this large resort in the summer of 2007, which added 276 vacation home units, which was 420 guest rooms. And then the last phase was the Treehouse Villas, uh, built in Natural Forest Glen with 63 bedroom homes open. uh, Those open on June 1st of 2009. They're standalone structures elevated 10 feet off the ground on pedestals and beams. They're nestled unobtrusively into natural glens alongside the Sassagoula River. Love the Sass. Yeah. Um, not really like much on the notable events. I just put a note in here because um, I think it's like cool to mention which hotels are on this list. But in October 2007, they received the designation in the Florida Green Lodging Program. Oh. So we know they're somewhat better for the environment. An important distinction. Um, I have yeah. a couple of random fun facts I would like yeah. to blurt out here and then I'll have some more along the way. And some of them are a couple are basically like expansions of a couple of things you touched on. Um, mm-hmm. But I was really nerding out hard on this yeah. one. I'll be There's honest. There's a lot of like backstory and history. I mean, yes. you can, yeah, because like I said, when you were talking about the the battle at Saratoga, I was like, yeah, I was trying to like go back to like where all this started. I'm like, okay, I don't have enough. Like I could be here forever talking <laughs> about all this to like well, tie it to what it's representing. Follow me down this road. Hop on the horse mm-hmm. with me, if okay. you will. Um, a couple of things. One, so you mentioned that they converted the um, old buildings um, to what is called the Carriage House, a.k.a. the lobby of the resort. Mm-hmm. So um, officially, it's known as the Carriage House. In the real world, a Carriage House was originally a building that was built separate from a main building to store horse-drawn carriages and the other carriage-related equipment along with it. And then as as time moved on and they were modernized, they sometimes were converted to be like guest houses or sheds or something like that. But a carriage house really just referred to where a horse, you know, drawn carriage can be parked. Yeah. Thus, the lobby of this resort um, would be that. This is maybe the the my most fun piece of trivia for you all with this resort. So you've probably seen it in photos. If you Google Saratoga Springs Resort or look up like the location on Instagram or whatever, you probably see a photo of a green tower that's taken probably from the perspective of where the buses are. You're overlooking the springs mm-hmm. section. We'll talk about the sections in a minute, but you've seen it. It's like a green tower. It's got like like the hat on top of it. And, um, and you know, it's a Saratoga Springs Resort and it's got the horse and stuff in it. It's about a little over two stories tall. Do you know what's inside that tower? Mm-mm. They're bathrooms. So on the first floor, they're guest-facing bathrooms. So when you're using the restrooms by the pool, you actually have to like leave the pool area to go to the restroom. You'll notice you're actually going into the bottom part of that tower. The second floor are cast bathrooms. So guests aren't, aren't able to go up there. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you're a cast member, you could you can go up there, punch the little door code in the door, and boom, you're in a bathroom. Oh. And then above that, it's just hollow. You know, there's nothing up there. But that big Saratoga thing, that's where people are sitting down uh, doing number two. Okay. So, uh, is it some, air conditioned? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they're, they're regular bathrooms. That could be really bad if no. it wasn't. <laughs> if you ever see like lines of like green smoke coming out of the top of it, that's just people had some some rough breakfast burritos. Mm. Um, that's a big one there. We talked about the lobby. Oh, some additional space that maybe um, guests might not know about because it's really cast space. But you talked about like how the street names for this property match street names up in Saratoga. There are mm-hmm. some workspaces that exist that are named after Saratoga or horse track. Or he didn't say he said it's not a race track; it's a race course. It's so a race I will course. I will try to make sure I use that. Um, things related to race courses. There is um, within some of the um, buildings, some of the Disney Vacation Club building, buildings. 
there are conference rooms called thoroughbred, which is the type of horse that was usually raced at mm-hmm. this at the race course in Saratoga. There's another one called Winter Circle, which is another you know mm-hmm. race course related word. So small things you probably wouldn't know about. Um, however, you did mention that when it was Disney Institute, that there was a 400 seat theater that might have been either the Village or the Institute, one of the two. Um, that theater still exists. Not the amphitheater, but the 400-seat enclosed theater. I'd be surprised to hear that someone knows what it is now uh, because it doesn't look anything like it. Even though there are remaining parts to it, you wouldn't Hmm. see it. Um, It is a building outside the Disney Vacation Club Preview Center that houses model villa rooms. So if you ever go to Saratoga Springs Resort um, to do a a tour, let's say, it happens to be a a preview center for Disney Vacation Club. It was a resort that was built with a preview center, which is kind of cool. So they can have all their their stuff in one space. But um, there's a building that is not attached to it. Maybe it was a carriage house. Um, uh, It's a building not attached to it that houses all of these models. Right now, it's just uh, Disney's Riviera Resort that you can see in there. Um, But... Here's a here's a fun fact. Um, you can still see parts of the theater if you go on the second floor of that building. And if you're wondering, yeah, there's a second floor to that building. Those model uh, rooms are basically like cubes that were dropped into this building. And you can actually go above them. And you still have like 10 feet between you and the roof of that building. So if you ever go up there, which, by the way, you probably won't. Um, but you've always been up there. So I'll tell you about it. Um, when you go up on the second floor, they have like their audiovisual room that I'm guessing was like the board where like the, the, the techs were up there running the stuff, yeah. right? You can see in the ceiling where the projector would have um, hung up, where it would have hung on. And then you can see where the building slopes down and where the screen would have been. But again, you won't ever know that by being on the inside yeah. of it because you're made to look like you're in different resorts. It's a really cool thing. And uh, that's that's that building. So it's hmm. still there. Just you'd have no way of knowing that it used to be a theater. Yeah. Interesting. You also mentioned the bugle call. Um, that's that like trumpety sound that happens. And you mentioned they do it at the resort. But if you don't know what we're talking about, this is what that sounds like. <laughs> happens every hour on the hour during the daytime anyway. So obviously it's not waking guests up in the middle of the night. But the bugle call. That would be a- terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. A.K.A. the call to post is a popular tradition at racetracks or race courses. They are used to signal that the horses should be at the paddock exit. See what they did there? By naming mm-hmm. a whole section called the paddock. At the paddock exit and ready to proceed to the track for the next race. One one last little like random thing, and then we'll get into some resort-specific stuff here. You may notice there are no palm trees on property. You yes. won't find them in upstate New York, and you won't find them here at this resort either. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. All about the theming. I feel like that's something we talked about at Wilderness Lodge as an example, right? right? right. It's got that Pacific Northwest you legit vibe. feel like you're um, there. Yeah, there were so many things that you were talking about in the history that I hope people are picking up on the importance of. So in other words, this was a place where rich people went to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, like a low-key kind of not flashy place, right? It was I meant... I.e., did you hear a mention of the Vanderbilts? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They used to go there so and like hang they, out. <laughs> I would assume, I, I don't know, I've not been in that category before, but I assume that they were expecting a certain level of like kind of elegance to things, right? Which really explains why the resort itself even looks quiet, if that makes any sense. Like you I feel yeah. like when you roll onto property, you roll get onto Broadway, you're like, oh, this is going to be a relaxing place. It's not party yeah. central. Like perhaps you would find that if you went to... I don't know, Art of Animation, where it's got these like big, you know, buildings of like Ursula. This is like my favorite era, though, of like New York. Like yes. I love watching Classy time pieces from this era. And I don't know, I just love it so much. So I'm like, just picture like, you know, like Titanic, but it's basically like that type of, you know, society mm-hmm. just at the race course, right? Yes. Like, okay. So. Let's jump into some information here. We'll okay. talk about the resort as a whole. And again, I've got some um, pros and cons and and some other things coming your yeah. way. Okay. But here's what the resort has to offer. It is considered a deluxe villa. That's the category of resort that it is. The price range here is kind of weird because you go from a studio size room, which is the small standard room for a Disney Vacation Club resort, all the way up to a treehouse villa and then a grand villa. So like there's kind mm-hmm. of a disparity there. But um, it starts at $407 a night in the cheapest season, on the cheapest nights of those weeks in that season. 
and it goes all the way up to $3,137 a night, um, and that is for the Grand Villa. Believe it or not, the Treehouse Villas are not the most expensive rooms uh, at this Mm. resort. Your um, lowest category room is the studio. All of these uh, rooms can be categorized as either standard or preferred. The room itself isn't a standard or preferred room. It's the building that you're in. So it's not like a view you can request. It's just the location of the building. So um, whether you're in a standard or a preferred building, the studios are all the same size. It's 365 square feet. They sleep four. It's an important distinction because there are some villas that you sleep five, like it's got that extra little teeny Mm. tiny bed below the TV. Mm -hmm. This is not one of them. Um, So it sleeps four. It's got the queen bed and the queen pull down, which is a big deal. Um, And a kitchenette that's standard for a studio. It's got the microwave, the toaster, the sink. Moving up to the one-bedroom villa, 714 square feet. So we're like, we're getting good now. you got some space to spread out. Yeah. This one sleeps five. You've got the king bed in the primary room. Got that same queen pull down in the living room. And the, in this villa, you do have that little bed underneath the TV that I always Keep say it. is like a junior bed. Maybe don't put yeah, an adult like little... there. It's for like your, I don't know, pre-teens and, maybe and smaller. A, maybe a drunk adult can sleep maybe. there because they wouldn't care, you know? Uh, also, I was going to mention, um, just side note, like, Standard and preferred, right? Preferred is what we talked about. Um, it just means you're closer to the hub. Like yeah, don't worry. I'm going to go section by section and tell you if yeah. it's standard or preferred and why it's okay. standard and why it's preferred. Okay, cool. And I also want to talk about the room refurbishments in a minute because they're really nice. Mm. But because it's a one bedroom, you've got the full kitchen, the full bathroom. Um, this and the two bedroom villas have a bunch of Disney touches. So you'll see everything I'm about to mention in this room and the two bedroom. Um, there's a hidden Mickey on the wall. Look for it. When you um, enter what would be kind of like the dining room of the living room, if that makes sense. It's where the big table is. Um, They've got artwork within the pull-down bed that features the Fab Five. It's really cool. It's like a country scene. They're out there on, I don't know what type of house it is. I don't know architecture. Um, But it's like this big like wraparound porch on this house. Mm. And you'll see Mm -hmm. Donald and Daisy doing their thing. Mickey and Minnie are out there. And then within this like painting, I guess, is Goofy um, on like the... I'm like a balcony somewhere with these binoculars looking at a bird in the tree mm. and the bird in the tree has binoculars looking at Goofy and they're just like staring at each other. I don't That's know why that funny. makes me laugh every time I see it. Yeah. So something to see when you pull down the bed um, from the wall. In the bedroom are photos of actual Saratoga, New York. Like I think they're not quite black and white. They might be like a sepia tone, but mm. they're um, not a lot of color, but they also have the Fab Five drawn into them as if they were in the scene, which is really cool. cool. So there's some horse, you know, some race course photos and you'll you'll see mickey and minnie in there um i think pluto's in the background and i want to say donald and daisy are in some of them too so something to look for um if you are staying in that room the two bedroom is 1075 square feet sleeps nine so this is like a family room right Mm -hmm. you've got your one king bed two queens the queen pull down and then a twin pull down from the tv right the little small dude there Um, what's nice about the two bedroom it's got two full bathrooms yeah Moving up from there are the Treehouse Villas, the second to biggest uh, rooms here on property. Like you mentioned, there are 60. It's wild to think there are 60 of them because they're so big. Um, And it's in its own little separate part of the resort. There's the main part of the resort, and it's kind of split in half by the golf course. And on the other side of the course is these uh, set of Treehouse Villas that are 1,700 and... Nope. 1,074 square feet, so basically the same size as the two-bedroom villa, except that they're totally differently laid out. There are actually three bedrooms, so it's the mm. same square feet, but there are there's one more bedroom in it. So think about right. that. In other words, the rooms are a little smaller. Um, of course, a big, a big open living room with a full kitchen here, too. The bed situation is interesting. In one room, there's a queen bed. In another room, there's a queen bed. And then one room has a twin bunk. So if you stayed at the cabins in Fort Wilderness, spoiler, it's the same bunk. It looks, it's mm. literally the same. It's the same model, same mattress. Um, in other words, if you're like me, you'd be bringing your mattress topper <laughs> because you might need it. And then in the living room area, you can um, pull out the sofa to a couch and then also the sleeper chair there. You know, you can sleep in it. It's got, you lift up the cushion. It also pops mm-hmm. out to be a twin size bed. So that's, that's your where nine where drunk people. Friend, your drunk friends would sleep. It's cool. I mean, honestly, if you're going <laughs> to stay at a place and you want to like, you know, 
live it up a little bit if you want to get crunk. Uh, the Treehouse Villa is for you because you're a little secluded, meaning like you... you Come get, get crunk at the Treehouse Villas <laughs> at Saratoga Springs Resort. You know, you're in your own space. You don't share walls. Um, yeah. You do have to go up and down stairs. So maybe if that's not your thing when you're drinking, drink and stay up there. That's what I'm getting at. If you want to poop in your own toilet, come stay at the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs Resort. Um, I just think they're really cool. And um, they do have grills on the ground level. You do have to supply your own charcoal, but there are grills out there. Mm. And um, these rooms start at $994 a night. It is, you know, a room that sleeps night people. So depending on how you split that up, that might not be a whole lot of money. That's true. But you get a lot of college kids in there, it'll be fine. Heck yes, yeah. And then up from there is the three-bedroom villa, a.k.a. the Grand Villa here at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort. And this one sleeps 12 guests. It is 2,125 square feet, bigger than my house. It's um, two levels, which is cool. The lower level is the one that has the primary bedroom with the king-size bed. It's gigantic, Mm. and it's really nice. It's got... Not quite floor-to-ceiling windows, but big, giant windows that let out a whole lot of natural light. Some speakers. Oops. Some speakers built into the ceiling. You got some Disney touches in here. A big, giant um, dining room table. It's really it's really a nice room. It's expensive, obviously, but yeah. that's how Grand Villas go. Nice. If you're looking to eat something, good news. There are, are several restaurants to choose from here at Saratoga. There is the Chippendales Cafe. This is at the golf course. By the way, it used to be called Chips and Slices, which is misleading. They're talking about golf terms. You yeah. get chip and slice. Yeah. However, a guest looks at that and think, oh, they might be selling potato chips and slices of yeah. pizza. So they right. have to change the name. So Chippendale's Cafe. They got um, tired of being like, nope, oops, that's not what we have not here. Not what we sell. Look we at the menu. We got a good old club. We got a club sandwich to die for, a tuna melt. <laughs> that's all we got. Um, they are known for like their grilled cheese and stuff. But anyway, mm. so uh, and I've heard lots of good things about their pickles. You you take that to me whatever you'd like. Okay. okay. So that's like a counter service thing, right? That's, you know, you yeah. can't mobile order there. You walk up and order. You're probably really only going to be ordering from there if you're on the golf course, if you're playing golf. Um, the normal, like the traditional quick service location is called the Artist's Palette. And um, that's, you know, right off the main lobby there. The table service is the Turf Club. Uh, fun fact alert. There is a restaurant in Saratoga called the Turf Terrace. Oh. So we kind of like assume that a, that the word turf it's is associated that. with race courses and the whatnot and yeah. a bunch of other things that also have the word club in their name. So I feel like this is just a, a melding of those concepts, calling it the Turf Club. Mm-hmm. There are um, some pools that have places to eat as well. The Paddock Grill, we'll talk more about that section in a moment, is a place that serves food as well and some bars along the way. There is the one shop there with uh, within the lobby called the Artist Palette. It's the same name. It's the same thing. It's weird. Yeah. It's the same register whether you're buying yourself a T-shirt or buying yourself a breakfast burrito. So it's like, a, <laughs> you know, interesting. It is what it is. Okay. In terms of recreation, you got the Surrey bikes. Those are those four-person bikes you can rent, which don't look like they're fun. Maybe if you're like not into moving, you know, sometimes I don't know. People, some people make it look like it's a lot of fun. I think it's fun, and it kind yeah. of is exercise. But like, you ring the bell, you go, you know, everyone laughs. Okay, you can rent bikes around property. You can play basketball. There are tennis courts. There is a ping pong table, a pool table right by the pool. There is an arcade called Win Place Show Arcade, all race course terms. And a nature trail, which I have probably talked about. I don't remember. But it is a trail that connects Saratoga Springs Resort to Old Key West. It also kind of shares some space with the golf court, golf cart tracks, you know, Mm, roads to get around the golf course. But there's one that's separately um, to be walked. And you get to go by the Purple Martin Bird like yeah. uh, birdhouses and Martins. stuff. It's a yeah. beautiful little walkway. Um, we'll get, I'm sure I'm going to be talking all about how this is a beautiful resort any time of day, especially early morning and, and right down, um, yeah. you know, right when uh, sundown is starting. I just think it's so beautiful. And the nature trail is um, a trail that I've run a few times here, here and there. Um, Saratoga, I think is a great resort to do a, a run at. It was the resort where I did my first 10 mile run, uh, which felt like a huge accomplishment at the time. And I, yeah. I mean, I think it is, but that happened to be there at that resort because it's a... Uh, you go to the artist just... palette and get your breakfast and a t-shirt to commemorate it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... I think it's so, so, so beautiful here. And we haven't even talked about how it's close to Disney Springs yet. Okay. Yeah. So that's all about the resort itself. Let's talk about the standard versus the preferred buildings and what that all means. So again, the views here aren't standard or pre- preferred. You don't get to choose that. It's where is the room 
um, where is the building that houses that room? Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at here. Where is the building? So um, let's start with the grandstand section. That is the first stop on the bus, by the way, um, as a, a bus comes onto property. Mm-hmm. The uh, grandstand is kind of in front of the lobby. It's strange. If you ever look at Google Maps, it's it's like the very first little section you see there on the right. And um, it's close to the lobby, but it's still considered a standard um, a standard building. Um, here's a pro tip for you. When you go on to do your online check-in, request near pool because that will get you the closest to the lobby. If you're in a room that's close to the pool, you're actually also close to the main lobby. Mm. All of these sections have a pool. Well, let me rephrase that. Some of these sections around the resort, it's a big resort, have a pool. This is one of them. It also has a bar uh, called the Backstretch Pool Bar, which offers drinks and some small plates. So like sandwiches, salads, um, buffalo chicken nachos. Nice. Yes, they also serve the Saratoga salad here. More on that in a moment. <laughs> More on that um, you don't really need to walk over to, to the lobby then if, you, if you're if you okay with you know that kind of food. If you're just looking for a quick little something, you can just yeah. save yourself a few extra steps and just go right there to the pool. This area also has a laundry room and a reminder for Disney Vacation Club resorts. The studio rooms do not have in-unit washer-dryers but the one-bedroom villas and larger do. So you can do them right in your room. However, it is complimentary to guests staying here. So if you're in a studio, which does not have the in-unit washer and dryer, mm-hmm. you're able to go into the laundry room with tapping your magic band or key card or whatever to get in, and the machines are, are on That's um, nice. free to use. Yeah. yeah. It's all part of the, the villa atmosphere to make you feel like you're at home. The carousel section, which is on the other side of Broadway from Grandstand, is also a standard section and, in my opinion, the least desirable section here at Saratoga Springs. It doesn't have its own pool. It shares a pool with the nearby paddock section. It is the furthest from all of the amenities, so it's the furthest from the lobby. It's the furthest from Disney Springs. I'm not saying it's bad because if you're looking for quiet, if you're looking for a place where people aren't walking by to get to something important, this is it, right? If you truly want to completely disassociate yourself with society and Disney, the carousel section is for you. It doesn't doesn't even have its own bus stop. It shares it with the paddock. It's not a long walk, but you do have to leave your little cluster to get to the paddock. Um, speaking of the paddock, that's the next section we'll talk about. It is also a standard section, but this is like the heart of the standard sections. Um, it's got all kinds of things here. I always call it uh, paddock at the disco. <laughs> so the, the paddock section, which as you know, the word paddock is, um, is a race course word. I think carousel is a little on the nose um, as, in terms of how it's related to horses and the grandstand mm. too, right? Where yeah. guests or viewers of the races would be. Okay. So the paddock section, depending on your room, it's a medium to a long walk to the main building, but some of the rooms are in the building that's closest to the bridge that takes you over to the body of water. That really does kind of cut down some time, and it is a beautiful walk. That bridge over that water is nice. There's a fountain in the water on a not hot day. It's actually like a really nice, it's a really nice walk. But I think the star of, of this area is the pool. So it's got a big pool with a kids play area. And I feel like sometimes the non-feature pools don't have amenities for kids, right? It's usually just like meant to be, quote, a quiet pool. What's nice about Saratoga is all of the pools have just like a little something for the kids there. Yeah. And they're all, as you might imagine, horse themed. Well, and it's um, a lot of a lot of pools. Yes. Here at the paddock, you know? though, they have the big giant slide. It's a 146 foot long slide. It's a big slide. And yeah. they also have like a the kids splash area too, in addition to the to that slide. And it has a bar and grill. So it is a, a bigger kitchen than that other pool I was talking about at the grandstand section. The grandstand section is really just selling kind of prepackaged things, which is fine, mm-hmm. but the paddock has an actual kitchen. So they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. In the morning you can get French toast sticks. For lunch, you can get things like shrimp tacos, a fried chicken sandwich, a cob salad. Same thing for dinner. So some alternatives to what you're able to get at the main quick service location. A mobile order is not available here. You have to walk up to the counter. I don't know how well how well they will do with um, dietary restrictions, with food allergies, because I doubt they have enough space to have dedicated fryers and grills and whatnot. So you may have to go to the main um, quick service if you have some type of sensitivity there. And um, also this section has a laundry section. Again, the carousel section does not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is right by the pool. And a fun fact for you all here, this section, the paddock section, did not always have its own pool. It was added seven years after it opened in 2011. So that was a pretty wow. big addition because it's a popular too. area. Do you want me to give you a little uh, short episode of why do they call it that? Yes. Uh, so a paddock, for example, comes from the Old English word paddock, which means an enclosure. Um, but in horse terms, it means a small, usually enclosed field near a stable or barn for pasturing or exercising animals. The enclosure in which horses are saddled and mounted before a race. Oh, it's all making sense. And there you go. That's there why are... they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> there are two sections that are considered preferred because of what they're near. So mm-hmm. the most popular one, I feel like the obvious one is the Springs section. It's right there in the middle. It's got like the most noticeable bus stop because it's the biggest. It's by that big tower I was just talking about um, at the beginning of my section here. It is obviously a very short walk to the lobby. I mean, it's right there. It's right by the mm-hmm. feature pool a.k.a. High Rock Spring Pool. We talked about the fun fact there and why it's called High Rock Spring Pool because there's that actual High Rock Spring in real Saratoga. There is also a bar here at this pool, the On the Rocks Bar. It has only drinks, no food, but you're so close to the quick service. You just hop on inside to get your food in there. There is a big play area for kids, including a Donald Duck Splash Zone and a small slide for kids. I do mean like that little teeny tiny slide that's, I don't know, maybe like six feet long that (laughs) is like maybe one foot high. It's just something for them to go down to feel independent for a moment. There is a larger slide here as well, the 128-foot slide. So for a feature pool to have a shorter slide than a secondary pool, that's how you know how cool the secondary pool is. This um, pool has one of those, I always go to call it zero gravity entry, but what do I always Mm. mean to say? It's where there's no, there's an incline, right? There's no steps. I always yeah. forgot what it's called. You know, I'm talking about everybody. You can just walk right like a beach. You could walk yeah. right in. It's just like an incline. Yes. So um, speaking of the slide here, this is one of those resorts. And I, I think it's common at, at all slides now with the possible exception of the beach club because of the size of their pool there at Storm, Storm Along Bay. But this is one of the slides that has that audio that lets you know when it's time to go. And um, it turns out that someone that I work with is the voice of the guy that does it. He was on the opening team of uh, the opening recreation team of Saratoga. And it was his passion to get the (laughs) automated green light, red light situation set up at this resort pool so that, you know, I guess kids can just go down on their own, right? So I obviously brought a little piece of audio. If you're not sure of what I'm talking about. I'll be really disappointed if you don't. So this is what that sounds like. Okay. Please wait for the signal to turn green before entering the slide. So like, it's simple, right? Like you think it might be a robot. Maybe it's an AI. No, that's like a dude that I could go talk to right now if I wanted to. Isn't that? That's like, what a small world. And it Por favor, manténgase alejado de las puertas. I also have met that person and I've worked yeah, with that person have. too. Have I ever told you that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's oh, right. We, we had a I've whole conversation the on the uh, I've on heard the pad the chat. Yes. <laughs> Boy, that's a deep cut reference to that is an a old deep cut. Um, Patreon bonus episode. Mm-hmm. That was Secrets. 20, 2019. Shh, I think if you, if you join and dig back to 2019, <laughs> you can hear something um, kind of personal from yeah. the cast member who used to be the official voice of the monorail. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. Um, what am I talking about here? The springs section. Um, so that was the slide there. This section um, has a lot of things going on here. So in addition to the pool and the bar and the arcade, there is also a community hall. And uh, fun fact, right next to the community hall, like before I say that, the community hall is where you go to, to access and rent out recreation equipment. So if you're going to okay. play basketball, you get the ball there. If you're going to play yeah. Um, tennis you might be able to get some equipment there but fun fact there is a building near the community hall and the laundry room which is right next to the community hall here in this springs section and you probably are just going to pass by it right there's no reason to stop in mostly because you can't it's not it's not available to guests but the name of this building is franklin square it is two buildings tall as you might imagine, it is not randomly named. It is a nod to the historic Franklin Square District in Saratoga, New York. It became an official historic site in 1973 and is home to a few unique 
specialty shops. Here at Saratoga, it's office space for Disney Vacation Club cast. Mm. But it's a little nod to just one other historic item in what is otherwise a very historic town of Saratoga, New York. Mm-hmm. So again, the spring section is the hop-in section. Right? Everything's going on here in springs. The last section is Congress Park. Congress Park is probably most known for being so close to Disney Springs. Um, this means, one, you can walk over to Springs, and it's not a long walk. And um, that also means you may get a Springs view from your room. And I'll tell you something. As someone who has run um, at this resort early in the morning as the sun is rising, you've probably seen it if you follow my personal account at mm-hmm. the Disney Greg. When I do get in my run in there in the morning, I'm often taking photos of the Springs background because I just think it looks so pretty in the morning. Same thing at night as the sun is setting. Um, it's it's really pretty back there. So it is a it is a great way to start your day if your room is facing springs you get up maybe if you have a cup of coffee or whatever sit out on your balcony all of the rooms here have balconies or patios depending on what level you're on that's part of it being a villa um so you can sit out and watch the sunrise or set over um disney springs and i i just think it's so beautiful running around here um and i i think this is the the prettiest area of the entire resort i mean the whole resort is pretty but i feel like this is like this is the the tippy top. cream of the crop. There is a pool here, but no bar or grill. And there is also a laundry facility as well. Fun fact, Congress Park is a real park in Saratoga Springs, New York, know? as you might have imagined. It's located downtown off Broadway. So we talked about how there's a Broadway there. There's a Broadway here. Mm-hmm. This park is located off of that Broadway. And up there, it's got plenty of space for picnics, a pond with a fountain and a carousel. And FYI, um, admission is free to that Congress Park. You don't have to pay to go in. Still to this day. Nice. The treehouse section is its own thing. It's neither preferred nor standard. It's its own. There are no preferred or standard treehouses. They're all just treehouses because you're not close to anything. So you can't... I mean, there is a pool there, to be fair. Um, So I guess you could be close to that. But that's, that's about it. There is a shuttle to and from this section to the main section. It's it's your best way to get to to and from. So you kind of have to rely on the internal bus system because there are no dining options here. If you don't if you didn't bring food back to the room to cook it there, you got to take a bus to get over to the main section. But of course, there be these beautiful treehouse villas. I'm sure I have some video of um, a tour I got to do of a treehouse villa. I'll see if I could dig those up and right. uh, post them so you can all see that. Okay, let's talk about food. Because, you know, hashtag food motivated. The quick service here has a lot of really good options, if you ask me. Obviously, these are all opinion-based because I'm talking about food. So um, the quick service here, Artist Palette, has my all-time, all-time favorite quick service salad. That is the Saratoga salad. Mm -hmm. I am probably eating a Saratoga salad twice a month. I will go there just to get it and bring it home. Um, to eat for dinner. And it's not a joke. Like I have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't leave from home. I'm saying like on the way home from work, I will grab it. Um, I just think it's so good. It's so filling. In addition to the lettuce, it's got dried blueberries, dried cranberries, little um, sliced up apples and candied walnuts and grilled chicken. I will tell you the grilled chicken is like not (laughs) that great. Sometimes it's a bit rubbery. So sometimes I'll bring it home with just the salad part and I'll add my own protein into it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a great pre-run meal often. I'll be getting that on a Thursday because I've been doing my larger runs on Fridays. I just, I can't talk about how, I can't feel like I can't stress enough how good the salad is. Ah, plus. Um, the country wrap for breakfast, man, game changer because it's a wrap, right? That's the easy part. It's got eggs, cheese, peppers, onions, and potato wedges in the wrap. So good. So very Yum. filling. Not super expensive. It's under $7. The hot ham and cheese sandwich for lunch or dinner, also super delicious. It's got this really good cheese spread on it. And when you get the hot ham and cheese sandwich, you also get the Saratoga chips as a side, which Mm. we've talked about, and they are so good. Um, Artist Palette often has the seasonal and holiday desserts. Like right now, they have the St. Patrick's Day little pot of gold cake, I guess. It's not quite a cupcake. It's like a mini cake. Um, They usually are participating in those types of seasonal desserts not all resorts <laughs> resorts are doing as well as others with the seasonal stuff but this is one that always has something for the seasons let's talk about some general pros and cons of this resort probably have been giving some along the way here but just um, to kind of sum up some pros and cons for pros 
the very first thing on my list, probably the most important thing, is just how beautiful it is. Architecture is good. Don't know what it's called, but it's very relaxing to me. There's a lot of greenery. There's trees everywhere, and they're not palm trees. Nothing wrong with palm trees. It's just not a tropical vibe. Mm -hmm. um, I just think everything just looks so nice. With that, it's also calm and relaxing. Um, there's not a whole lot going on because it's not in a close proximity to a park. You don't have a lot of transient guests here like you would at the Contemporary, Polynesian, Grand, because, you know, you guests can get there on the monorail. Right. Um, it's just, just le a less busy place. It's a great trip location if you're bringing your grandparents, right? Like if you're if you're traveling with people who just don't want the parks to be the central focus of your trip, if they want to like relax and unwind, this is it. Mm. This and, and Old Key West, I mean, they're right next to each other. So that makes sense. Um, I just think this is a place for people who want a more relaxed pace resort experience. That's Saratoga. Mm -hmm. Another pro is that they're all villas. So even the smallest option, the studio is still considered a villa. So it has that kitchenette we talked about. It's got the balcony, which just like the veranda on the cruise ship I talked about last week, somehow having like your own space, even though it's outside, it just makes the room feel bigger. You can go outside mm -hmm. without like having to go quote outside to the main public. Yeah. Um, there is a boat option to other places, including Disney Springs, but you can also uh, take the boat to the two Port Orleans resorts if you want to get yourself some beignets over yeah. at French Quarter or see Yeehaw Bob over at Riverside. You're a boat ride away if you don't have your own car. There is uh, a short bus ride to most of the parks because you're kind of centrally located in that area. I've clocked it. It's about a 12-minute uh, bus ride to Magic Kingdom, which is not bad. Um, it's much shorter for Epcot, which is like so close by and Hollywood Studios as well. Animal Kingdom is like far for everybody except Coronado, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and an my last pro on my list here is that all of these buildings have elevators, which is unlike Old Key West. You may remember there's only a handful of them or fewer yeah. that have elevators at Old Key West, but all of these do, which is good because some of them go up to four floors. So it's great whether you need a little help um, getting you know up, up the stairs or if you have luggage and stuff, right? I mean, I normally take the stairs, but if I'm carrying luggage, it's such a pain in the neck. Mm -hmm to have to haul that stuff up. Down is usually a little easier, but up is rough. So just know there are elevators in these buildings with the obvious exception of the treehouse villas. Um, no elevators, but there are some um, accessible villas with ramps. But just just know that you do have to like kind of wind a little bit to get up there. There are no elevators. Okay, let's talk about some cons and some things that might be reasons why you don't want to select this as your resort of choice on your next trip. Um, there are multiple bus stops, so it's the same type of thing that's going on at Caribbean Beach, at the river, at Riverside, right? We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. It's nice because you don't have to walk far to get on the bus, but because you're one of five, four or five bus stops, the bus could get to you when either it's full or you're spending an extra 10 to 12 minutes on the bus. You, let's mm -hmm. say you're staying at the grandstand. It's great because it's a short walk, depending on where you are what building you're in in that section to get to the lobby. But that's the first bus stop. So it's great when you're coming home from a park. But if you're going to a park for like rope drop, you have to go to uh, three other stops, three or four other stops before you get like to leave the property to then do that 12 minute drive to yeah. the park. So well, just and on your on your way back. I remember when we parked there that one time. Yep. And like coming back after the park, like there really wasn't anybody on the bus, but we still had to stop at every bus stop. And it was like, you is, do. is this it? Is, is this it? Yes. Nope. Nope. That's not it. So I've like, actually, what? I've stayed like in that section before, but I, at the, at the end of the day, I would get off at the grandstand and just walk and I'd be back. Yeah. I'd be back before the bus came around. And that's just personal preference, right? Obviously, if you're traveling with kids and strollers or someone in your um, party has a mobility aid of some kind, you're going to be on that bus because, you know, um, you're yeah. limited in that way. So just kind of factor that into your travel time. Another con, it's not connected or near a park. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. But I list it as a con because I love being able to walk from your resort into a park. That's what's great mm -hmm. about um, the contemporary, I guess, also the Grand Floridian. It's a bit of a walk, though. Yeah. Or like the Beach Place Club, the Yacht Club, yeah. Boardwalk. You walk right in Epcot, right? Like that to me is such a bonus. That's not a thing here. Um, another con, it can be a far walk from your room to food. And those walkways are uncovered. And I point out the fact that they're uncovered because at like Bay Lake Tower that we talked about a few episodes ago, um, at the Beach Club, Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can leave your building um, 
in some of those. At Grand Florida, I'm talking specifically about the villas. Um, you can leave the building and you're at least covered the whole way. So it's going to be hot, but if it's right. raining, you know, you get a little bit of reprieve from the sun, the it's rain. It's raining and you're hungry, you're SOL. <laughs> yes. So um, it's just, just an FYI. It can be a bit of a walk depending on where you are, especially if you're in the carousel section. Uh, but if you're in the paddock section and you're near the pool, like it's such a short walk to get to that bar and grill. Obviously, if you're staying at the, the springs, it's going to be a short walk. Um, I also would like to point out here as my last con on my list of cons that the hallways are exterior, meaning as soon as you leave your door, you're in the heat. Whereas sometimes like, you know, in hotels, it's just nice to be able to walk around by the time you navigate your way out of the hallway, then you go outside. So you're like not in the heat instantly. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you open the door, there are bugs. That's really what I'm getting at here. So just know, just know that's a thing. In, In the many times I've stayed here, there was one time that I think ultimately is just a life lesson that was learned that day here at Saratoga Springs Resort. Um, We were walking from our room at the paddock and we happened to be like semi-close to where that bridge is. And I'm sure I'll be sharing some photos of Saratoga in our story um, on Instagram as this episode releases. You can get some visuals of what we're talking about. But we were walking to the main section of the resort, probably to get dinner or something um, at the quick service place. And you know, it was Florida. So it started to rain and we were like halfway and it's like I mentioned uncovered and there's no immediate yeah. coverage. So we were like, what do we do? Like, oh, like we were immediately like panicking because we're like, we don't, we just didn't want to get wet. It's like such a hassle. And then we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, okay, so we get wet. And then it was at that moment we were like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then we were like laughing and having a good time. It was kind of like straight out of like a rom-com. It was a bit corny, (laughs) I'll be honest. But it was a little moment and I still think about it. We just talked about it. Nicole and I, the other day, we just made a quick reference to it. And it's a nice reminder of like, sometimes it's okay for things not to go perfectly. Mm -hmm. And it's really not as bad as you think. Sometimes we get in our head about bad things. And that was a little life lesson I learned right there at Saratoga. A rainy day in Disney is better than any day anywhere else. That's what I tell people when they ask me how I live here when it's so hot. I'm like, it's probably hot where you live too. Yeah. Maybe not as hot, but then just don't go outside. So I don't go outside <laughs> in the I summer. what I do. I don't go outside. Yeah. Um, I would also like to say that the characters have been visiting this resort. I wouldn't say it's more this resort than others, but I feel like they've been at the deluxe resorts. I've seen them more at the deluxe resorts than at the other ones. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe it's just a pattern I've I've scene um but i've had the distinct pleasure of watching chip and dale play ping pong against each other out of the ping pong table by the pool i've watched donald play pool which was awesome like he grabbed the stick and was hitting hitting the cue ball and i watched goofy play like a big giant connect four board game thing and like that's that's the difference right between staying uh at a disney resort or at a non-disney resort and i'm very well aware of the price differences between a non-disney and a disney no guarantee to see characters, but you're certainly not going to see them. And it is, it is a guarantee that you will not see them at a non-Disney resort. And for me, that's like, that's the important stuff. I just thought that was such a cool thing yeah. to be able to see recently. That's not like a, a thing of the past. That's that's currently the characters are visiting the resorts. Have we talked about Saratoga enough? I feel like, like I could talk about Saratoga for a long time because I love it so much. So um, if you are maybe still on the fence or looking for some clarification or for some expanded thoughts uh, on this resort, please feel free to reach out. You can either do the Ask Beth and Greg option on our website or Instagram or just DM us on on Instagram. Um, or if you would like an email, you can always get Greg at theparklifepodcast.com right. um, if you wanted to send us a message just because I'm happy. I'm happy to answer any Saratoga related questions to the best of my ability and experience. Cause I really, I really do like it. It's like, it's such a pretty resort. Mm-hmm. It is. All right. As always, I've got a quote for you, but before we do that, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like subscribe on any podcast platform. You listen to us on head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. We greatly appreciate it. Helps us become more visible in the podcast community. We got a couple of really nice ones recently, and they warm my cold black heart. So um, I do greatly appreciate that. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our podcast account is at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal is at The Disney Greg. And I'm at The Real Beth McDonald. You can do all kinds of stuff on our website. You can ask us a question on the Ask Beth and Greg. 
You can uh, request a magic gram. You can submit a show topic idea or a guest that maybe you want us to have on. All of that is on thatparklifepodcast.com. If you want to support us and maybe more importantly, get access to our weekly bonus episode we do on Patreon, um, you can find a link to our Patreon page in our episode description, or it's just patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast. We are often talking about our personal lives and some other things um, over on our Patreon bonus episodes that we lovingly call our Pat Chats. Yep, yep. Okay, so a quote for you. I tried to stay on topic here a little bit with this quote. So this is from Disney's Black Beauty. You know, a movie about horses or a horse. Mm -hmm. Okay, quote, never kick or bite without a reason. And always try to be gentle and kind. Mm. We could all learn from that. With that, we leave you all. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking about all things Saratoga Springs Resort. Yep, yep. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye. <laughs>